This episode of Trip Weddings is brought to you by FreshBooks, the super simple cloud accounting software that's giving thousands of freelancers and small businesses the tools to save time billing and get paid faster. Try it free at freshbooks.com slash weddings. This week on Twip Weddings, we're talking about referrals and reviews. If you ask any small business owner about the number one way they get new customers, most will likely tell you that referrals and word of mouth are one of the largest source of new clients. This week, we're going to talk about referrals and share some tips and strategies that can help you increase the number of referrals you receive and ensure that clients can't wait to refer you after you photograph their wedding. And welcome back to another episode of TWIP Weddings. My name is Bruce Clark, and once again, I am pleased to be joined in the co-host chair by my usual co-hosts, Mr. Robert Evans and Mr. Brian Capparici. Good morning, afternoon, gentlemen. Good day. Good day. Hola. Or should I say, oh, top of the morning to you there, top Mr. The Evans. <laughs> top of the morning to you. So, so you've got a really cool story. Before we get rolling onto the show, I think you've got a really cool story you want to share. So Robert was just over in London recently to shoot to photograph a wedding. And then you did a little side trip to Ireland and met up with some trip wedding listeners, which I think was really awesome. Yeah. So to cut a long story short, like they say over there, um, <laughs> instead of make a long story short. Um, so one of our listeners, Eddie Hennessy, uh, had put a post in our Facebook group uh, requesting, did anybody know of a service to critique work because he was looking to redo his website? I replied and I said, hey, Eddie, I said, I'd be happy to just go through your images with you. If you put them in a gallery and send it to me, we could Skype. So we did that. And in, and in the process of doing that, you know, I come to find out he lives in Ireland, in Cork, Ireland. And um, I have my Cork, Ireland hat on. Very good. And, um, is that what that is? Okay. Yeah. No, this is Minnetonka. So I, say, I switched wait. hats. I switched, I switched hats. Oops. Well, I do own one, Eddie. Um, and so he said, oh, why don't you come here? I'll show you around. And uh, to make a cut a long story short, uh, he did. He met us at the airport. He booked me a hotel. Is much appreciation for helping him with his pictures, which he didn't have to do. And thank you again, Eddie. And uh, we went to their local pub and met his people and just had a great time. And then he took us uh, down south a little further to uh, Dingle, Ireland, uh, which is a great little Dingle. little town. I like that name. Little Dingle. Hey, were there any berries there? We searched high and low for them and we couldn't find None. them. None. No, no Dingle berries. No. I don't think I wanted to find too many of them. <laughs> you know, it's a little sticky situation, but... Um, so, yeah, we went to Dingle, and, and that actually peninsula that the Dingle's on is the furthest, furthest west to the United States. So on the island, island of Ireland, it's the westernmost peninsula on the island, just for you trivia buffs. Very cool. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I thought that was a really neat story and really yeah. cool that you got to, to go over there. And so yeah, no, he was great for- uh, himself and then his uh, friend, Michael, who I don't remember your last name right now, Michael, but they were both awesome, showed us around, totally gracious. And uh, Eddie's an amazing photographer. Uh, he really had a great eye when we went through his images, you know, really a great eye for the moment. So spread the love, Eddie. More Twip listeners, tell them how much you love us. And when we're in your town, we'll come visit you too. Excellent. Sounds good. Right on. Well, um, this week uh, we're going to have a discussion on how wedding photographers can increase their referrals 
and hopefully encourage their clients to review their services. So that's going to be our topic today. Um, but before we get into that, we want to remind you how you can participate in the show. Uh, you can first visit the website at thisweekinphoto.com slash weddings. Uh, there you'll find the show notes for each episode, which will contain the links to anything that we mention on the show. Uh, you can also leave your comments and feedback for us in the comments section. Uh, if you have a question or you have a suggestion of a topic, uh, a couple of ways you can reach us. You can email us, uh, twipwed at thisweekinphoto.com, or just go to the website uh, and click on the Contact Us link at the top of the page. Choose Twip Weddings and send your question in that way. Uh, if you prefer using social media, just add the hashtag TwipWed to your post. We'll keep our eye out for those. Uh, and we're also on Instagram and Facebook, so just search for us over there. So let's jump into the show because I know that uh, we want to try and keep this to about an hour or so and Brian has to run right afterwards. So we're going to try and get through all this. But um, I think if we asked, you know, both of you guys um, or any small business owner, really, um, sort of the number one ways they, they get new customers and attract new business, I think most would probably say it's through referrals. Would you guys concur with that? Observation? I would say a lot of people think they get it mostly from referrals. Um, I, I actually wonder how, how much analyzing photographers actually do to, um, you know, how, how things come in. Because sometimes we might hear things, but it, the reality may be actually a little bit different than than sort of what people tell us or whatever they may, they may. Uh, they may tell us they heard about it through a referral, but like maybe it was just like a casual mention at one point, but then they saw an ad or then they saw this and then they saw something else or they saw us on social media. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I would like to think that the majority of most people's business is referrals. I think that photographers can do a much better job at getting more referrals. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely a, it should be a big part of, um, of lead generation for your business without question. Yeah. Yeah. Robert, what do you find? Would you say that the biggest source of a lot of your new new business is referrals from other clients? Yeah, I would say it's about half referral and half marketing efforts, um, meaning that, uh, you know, just out there networking with coordinators and attending industry events and, you know, some online presence uh, you know, and a little bit of, I guess, for me, I get a little bit of stuff from press and media, but that kind of fluctuates. Okay. So you mentioned measuring, Brian. That's a, mm. that's a great, I think that's a great segue to kind of talk about a little bit. So how do you guys keep track of, like, do you guys have in your systems ways that you keep track of kind of where the referral or where the lead came in from? And how do you go about asking? So when you get an inquiry, right, inquiry comes in via the phone, via email, web page, however, um, do you have a, a place or a way to find out where that, you know, where they found out about you? Do you ask them directly? Do you have a spot on your website? How do you guys handle it, or track it? Well, yes, in my Sprout Studio contact form. Yeah, I mean, I think you got to have it on your contact form. How did you hear about us? I think you're going to get a lot of a lot of crap that way. Honestly, uh, if I'm if, if I can be so blunt as to say, I think people I, are lazy. And well, because I think wanna. yeah, I think people are lazy. I think people are going to they're not thinking uh, they're not thinking thoughtfully. Is that even does that make sense? They're not thinking they're not thinking properly at that point, right? About like 
hmm, what was it that I did that led me to where I am now to find this photographer to get in, then get in touch? Because they know that that answer, that question is all about you, the photographer, not about them, the client. And right. they're inquiring about them, the client. So they don't necessarily care too much about you, the photographer, at that point just yet. So I think you're going to get some stuff in there, but I don't think it's going to be incredibly valuable, personally, at least from what I've seen. They'll just kind of put like friend, website, Google, whatever. Like right. You're not going to get, in my opinion, you're not going to get anything that's going to inform decisions in your business just based on that. Okay. So what would you do to, to fix that? So uh, to get some actual reliable data. Do you want me to give away my secrets then is what you're saying? Yes. Um, what is your, what is your secret? <laughs> I want to find out my, how Robert my suggestion to every photographer and something that I do is you have conversations with your clients and, and, and <gasps> I, Oh my goodness. Um, my suggestion in doing it isn't like to do it when, like, let's say I have an inquiry for a wedding, right? This weekend, this weekend, photography weddings, wedding photographers. So I have an inquiry for a wedding. Um, I do not talk about that at the point when I meet them for the first time at the consultation. Um, I do not talk about that at all. I don't want to get that information. I want to talk about them at that consultation. Mm-hmm. But once a couple has decided to book me um, or once a couple has decided not to book me, I always ask them if I can have a call with them. And I say, I'd love to just chat with you and just dig a little bit more into how we found ourselves where we are today. Um, just would love input from you. I'm a small business. I'm a solo entrepreneur. And getting feedback from clients like you is what helps me get more clients like you and service my clients better in the future. Would you be open to a quick 10-minute phone call just to chat about some things, kind of like a postpartum? Um, I've very rarely had people say no to that when you ask it that way. If it's like, I'd like to, to invite you to answer a survey, would you? It's like people won't answer a survey. But if it's personal, if it's got warmth, if it has um, some level of intent behind it, um, I've never found anyone to have pushback on that. And in that call, that's where I'll dig into it. I'm like, talk to me a little bit about what, like, what state were you in when you were looking for a photographer? What were you doing? Like, were you asking people? Did you post on social media? Did you Google? Did you go to a wedding show? What was that journey like for you? And I'll just get them to anecdotally comment on that. And then I'll say, okay, great. So obviously at some point you found me. Um, Yay, here we are. You booked me. Hooray. Or maybe you didn't book me and that's okay. Um, Talk to me about how did you find me? Like, Mm. can you remember the path that you went on? Did you Google? What did you Google when you were looking for me? Or if they say, oh, yeah, my friend told me about it. It's like, oh, great. Like, where did your friend tell you? Because sometimes when someone says, oh, my friend told me about it, it really means they just saw a post on Facebook that your friend was tagged in. So I want to know if that's the case or if it was actually a friend talking about me. And if it was a friend, what did they say? And if it was a friend, who was that friend? Because I want to be able to track and analyze that kind of information. So I go into that and I just have a conversation with a client. Say, like, you know, talk to me about that. And then I get into the conversation, which is even more valuable to say, Either you, you ended up booking me or you, you ended up choosing another photographer, which is totally fine. I understand. I'm just curious to hear what, what, what made your mind up. Like, what was it that, that made you book me or that, that made you realize that maybe I wasn't the choice for you? I just, again, curious to hear because it helps me improve who I am as a photographer and how I can service other clients like you. And I've never had clients that have given me pushback on that either. So then I get real information when they're being honest and vulnerable and open to me. And that information is so much more important than just a field on a forum. Yeah. So do you kind of, do you approach them via email to see if yep. they're, they're open to having that yes. call and then yes. follow up and then, and then exactly. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. So you wait till kind of the, 
we've gotten through the sales process, yes. right? And yep. and then you and then you kind of go after that information. Because the thing is, is like at that point, they've seen the value that you offer. They've seen yep. that you care. They've met you. They have a connection. They have a relationship. If I try and do that before I even know who they are, they even know who I am. Why would they give me any information? Why would they spend time with me if if I haven't even shown them value in in, in their life yet? Right. Whether they ended up booking me or not, through the consultation, through building a relationship, I, I've built connections with people many, many times that ended up not booking me. And then I'd see them at a friend's wedding later on, and I'd be like, hey, how's it going? How's the wedding planning going? Like, we built a connection, so there's a, somewhat of a relationship. Whether they ended up booking me or not, I don't think that we can ask for that kind of personal endeavor until we've got some kind of connection with people. Hmm. That's good. I like that. I like that. Robert, how do you handle things when you get an inquiry? Do you have... Do you, are you similar to Brian or do you have a different approach in terms of finding out where, where the kind of the lead came in from? Well, let me ask Brian a question too. Mm. Um, I would bet, I'm going to go ahead and I would almost even put money on this, that you have received referrals from people who did not book you because of that effort. A hundred percent. Yep. I, I mean, it, it's such a smart business tactic. Now I, I sometimes don't uh, do the same extent that, that Brian does, but I've, Similarly, spent time with people who like even straight out said, you're more than I can afford. And I've just sort of spent time with them on the phone saying, "Okay, here's my photographerly advice of how to choose a photographer, get the best out of what you're looking for and really just spend time with them. Uh, helping them and have gotten many referrals from people that like I get people call like, yeah, and I don't even remember sometimes, but you help <laughs> my friend on the phone. And so my, that's what, that was my guess. But to answer your question, Bruce, um, I will sometimes, you know, of course I always ask the question, how did you find out about me? If it were, you know, kind of a, a, a blind lead, you know, if you will, sometimes even in my reply, like I'll get, you know, contact forms and if they didn't put, I just answered one the other day and the person was kind of vague. Um, and I just said, oh, I was just curious to find out how you heard about us. Um, what is your wedding date? Because they didn't fill that out. You know, I, you know, things like that. I said, you know, I need to see if I'm available, et cetera. But I usually just ask. Um, I don't, I think I'm mean, not as thorough as Brian is. I guess I could be. I always learn things from him when we have these shows. <laughs> and um so, yeah, I mean, but I just usually ask the question, basically, whether it be in an email or, you know, when they're booking, usually I will. I, I haven't gone to the point where I call them that, that didn't book me. Sometimes I will ask over email why or, you know, just to get a feel. But yeah, then, we do that as, as well. I definitely don't don't take it as far as Brian, but I really like that that approach. I think that's that's a, a great way of going out and and really getting some valuable, useful data. So then, Brian, my next question would be then, what do you do with that data? How does that data help you? Obviously, it probably helps inform your sales and your marketing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think, uh, I mean, obviously that informs everything you do going forward. I track it through, um, like, in their actual client information, just like as a note, as a conversation that we have. Um, but I also have, like, a spreadsheet where I track it all so I can see everything in one place. Um, and I just just kind of keep it there type of thing. Um, that was also, again, not, it's not a plug, but <laughs> I, I can track the um, the... I can, everything can boil down to like certain ideas, right? If they were actually truly a referral from a friend, I will classify them as having been referred by a friend. If it was truly from Google, I will classify them as being done through Google. And then through my systems like Sprout, or you could use any system for that matter, you can track trends and analytics on that. So you can say, oh, wow, people that, um, you know, were referred by a friend booked 
80% more than those that didn't, that weren't referred by a friend or people that were referred through Google. I ended up closing 5% of them. So maybe Google isn't really the area that I want to spend my time uh, right. investing. Um, but, but also again, like that, that, that's where you boil it down just to sort of one concept. I think just the conversations that we have in doing customer outreach, which photographers I don't think do very often can inform everything we do. It helps It helps you be a better person. It helps you be a better photographer. It helps you know what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong. That's how we grow as a photographer. I think there's a lot of emphasis in our industry about putting um, our work up for review in other photographers, which is great. I love critiques. I think it's an amazing way to grow. But we're only growing photographically that way. We're only growing creatively that way. What are we doing to grow as people? What are we doing to grow as business people, as entrepreneurs, as customer service agents? You know, like there's so many other hats we wear in our business. Um, I think it's important to do customer outreach because they're the people that can tell us where we can grow and improve. Right. Yeah. And then you might get some very useful feedback that you hadn't even considered huge, or thought of. There might be a feedback. reason why they didn't book you. It might have been maybe your packages are really out of out of touch with yep. what people are wanting these days. Yep. Um, or maybe, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if customers would be that, that honest, but maybe, you know, and tell you, but maybe there was something about your body language or maybe you had body odor that day and you right. didn't know like something <laughs> yeah. that you didn't just weren't aware of. Right. right? And right. so maybe that might come out through one of those yeah. conversations. I'll, right? I'll, I'll so. give you, I have like a, just an interesting example of this as to, as to exactly why this is so important. I booked a bride. It was maybe two years ago now. Um, she had inquired via email initially. Right. And I did my typical thing back and forth. And she initially right away ended up saying, Oh yeah, you know what? Um, live out of my budget. I, uh, I'm not able to afford you. Um, that's okay. We'll kind of move on looking somewhere else. And then a month later, she gets in touch with me and says, Hey, uh, can we actually meet, uh, just, you know, to, to go over details and to talk and stuff. And I said, yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Let's get together. So they came over to our studio. They ended up booking me on the spot. And I'm like, okay, a month ago you said that you wasn't, you weren't going to work. Right. Yes. Um, initially she was referred by someone. It was a friend of hers that told me, uh, told her about me. Um, if I were to listen to what she put out on her contact form, I would attribute that to a referral. When I dug into it and started having a conversation, I said, I said, I got to know, like you initially said that you weren't going to hire me and now you've just booked me for one of not my highest package, but for more than my base package. Like you, you spent almost triple what you initially said you wanted to spend on photography. Yeah. Like what, what kids, what what's going on? Right. And Did she you said, win the lottery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. She goes, honestly, um, I, I was fighting booking you. I really, really wanted to book you. I love your photography. I love all the work that you've done in the past. I know a lot of people you've photographed. Um, but your, the prices were just, I just, we couldn't swing it. Our budget wasn't there. We weren't, we weren't, you know, doing it. Um, after I decided that I wasn't going to book you and we kept looking at other photographers and whatever, she, she goes, I kept seeing you come up on Facebook. Like you're, I kept seeing your name. I kept seeing your images. I kept seeing all these beautiful stories, all these things. And she says, I just, it had to be a sign. So I just had to get back in touch with you. And so she booked me. So the behind the scenes is those things she was seeing on Facebook was me retargeting her through Facebook retargeting and through Facebook ads because right. she had been to my website. She had been to the contact page, but she hadn't booked me yet. And so therefore I have a campaign that targets that kind of person. So she saw those because of Facebook retargeting. And because I found that out, I was able to directly attribute that booking to my Facebook retargeting efforts. And if I didn't have that conversation, I would have attributed it to a referral, which is still in part was, 
But it was the Facebook retargeting, the advertising on Facebook that actually got me the booking. So hmm. it's interesting that by asking that question, that's how I was able to get that information. And find it out. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, digging in and getting that can be really valuable and, yeah. and help you. So, um, Robert, I want to talk to you a bit about, Let's. I want to change gears a little bit. So we've, we talk a lot, I think when we think referral, a lot of times we think referral, you know, a lot of photographers think, oh, past clients. That's particularly with the weddings, right? That they're going to, friends of friends going to get married. But I think it's also important to consider, you can get a lot of referrals from other vendors, uh, other and other photographers. So I know you're really good. This is an area that you really kind of excel in is working with the planners and the venues and things like that. So how do you go about, um, you know, ensuring that you get referrals from some of those key vendors that you work with? And we've talked about some of these points, I'm sure, but let's. Correct. I mean, I think number one, uh, which we've talked about many times is, you know, just having the one-on-one human interaction and relationship with those people. Um, you know, I do when I can, I will attend industry events, whether it's, you know, an opening of a new place, you know, just go out there and be seen and see those people and meet with them. I will schedule lunches, uh, with planners, uh, you know, continuing relationships with people that I do work with. And then sometimes, you know, wanting to meet new ones, bring my book, you know, sit down and just talk about, of course, my philosophy and what I do shooting weddings and, I think, you know, some of that is just your personality helping to sell yourself. Um, Because as we know, there's a lot of photographers. um, But, you know, you, you know, again, I've always said that there's two things that separate you as a photographer, your eye, you you know, you see differently, just like your fingerprint, and of course, your personality. So that makes you 100% unique to anybody else. And I think if you, uh, you know, follow your heart and shoot your style and, and not try to be somebody that you're not, and then you will, you know, be successful and you will stand out in your own way. But it's building those relationships with those people. Um, and I think the other thing um, is just sort of, how do I want to say it? Um, I mean, I guess it's just really like maintaining those, those relationships and, keeping up with it. I mean, there's always new people, new things. Um, you know, I'll think about like, Oh my gosh, I worked with this planner like two years ago. Why aren't they referring me anymore? And I think that can happen just, it's like out of sight, out of mind, mm-hmm. you know, um, you might've been the hottest, newest, most exciting thing to them, or maybe they just don't have the right client for you. Uh, but I recently had somebody reach out that I haven't heard from in a while because she had the right client, you know? So, I mean, for me, that's kind of how I do. We've talked about even just the little things that you can do, like handwritten notes and um, gifts if you want to do that and just appreciating. But I don't, I'm also not a, uh, I don't know how to, I'm not a suck up, I guess. I'm not a over like, oh, you know, I don't feel like gifts and all that stuff is necessarily the most important thing. It's really just appreciating and being, appreciate it in the moment and, and being authentic, I think about it. Um, that's, you know, that's kind of like how I do it. And I've got, you know, as far as return business the you talked about it in the, in the top of the hour, but the wedding I just did in London was uh, a second wedding. So it was repeat business. I, this, I did this bride's first wedding and she loved what I did. And she's like, I want you to photograph my next wedding. No, she, she's <laughs> that's, only, a, that's a rarity, though. Hopefully we don't yeah, have yeah. too many brides. She is. <laughs> and I will give you the statistic. In 27 years, I think she is my fifth bride whose wedding I photographed twice. 
Okay. Um, so it's, it's very few and far between. Um, I just booked another big wedding for, you know, November of 2017 destination wedding sister of a, a girl that I have done in the past. Um, you know, so you get, they come from all over the place. You know, I do get some stuff from the internet because I'm, can be searched. You know, if you search destination wedding photographer, I, I think I'm like two or three that come up. But then again, some of those uh, contacts that I get, people are a little unrealistic. You know, they're like, oh, like I come up in the search, like Brian mentioned, you know, in Google, but, um, you know, people want to spend two, three thousand dollars. They don't realize, you know, bringing a photographer with them to a location, you know, should be more than hiring somebody locally, no matter what you charge. Right. Yeah. So, so I want to talk about, you mentioned, you mentioned gifts, um, you know, for, you know, for referring and things like that. Do you guys offer any kind of an incentive or, you know, obviously we don't want to have like, yeah, here's a card, here's 20% off your next wedding. Um, probably that's maybe not a good marketing, (laughs) marketing strategy, but do you guys offer any type of an incentive or pull through for either vendors or for, uh, customer previous clients who refer business your way? Brian, is there anything that you do? No. Really? No, you can't do it. You can't. Here's why. I'll tell you why. I, I, thought, I thought you'd have a whole program. Oh, well, I have, <laughs> I have programs I've done, but it's not. You know, the thing is, I don't think it's something that people should come to expect. And that's why I like doing things as a surprise, as these little sort of one-off things. But I mm-hmm. want it to be completely inconsistent and completely off the cuff and random and not expected. Because I want people to refer me because they want to refer me, right. not because they're going to get something for it. Right. Right. So you don't uh, so have that, an overt that, program no, that you say, no, yeah, here no, after the wedding, here's no. a coupon or something like that. You no, don't do anything like that. No, because then it, it completely shifts the focus of why they're referring you. They're not going to be talking about you in a genuine way. They're going to be talking about you almost um, almost like fake, right? Because like they know they're getting, getting something out of it if that person goes. Right. And all of a sudden, that trust, that referral has completely started on the wrong ground. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so no, and, and I, I would honestly suggest that photographers do not have any kind of referral program. I think, I think, this is off topic, but quickly, I think the onus of getting referrals should be on you as the photographer to do an amazing job as a photographer and giving a great experience. And that's why people should be referring you. Okay. I, I think I think so often it's what's well, funny. Um, I mentioned in the email to you guys. I'm running this week. I'm doing a whole educational campaign every day this week, all about guaranteed referrals for photographers. Uh, we're doing Facebook Live. We just wrapped it up before. That's why I was a couple minutes late coming into this. Um, but at the very beginning of the whole thing, what I started out by saying is that so many photographers ask the question, mm-hmm. "How can I get my customers to refer me?" And that's the question that we always ask ourselves. And I think that is completely the wrong way to look at it. I think we need to stop looking at how do I get my customers to refer me? How do I get referrals? How do I get referrals? doesn't matter. That's very selfish. That's looking at you. What can you get out of it? That's not why we're in business. We're in business to serve people. And I like the idea of shifting the onus to be on the photographer and then asking the question, how can I create such a remarkable experience for my clients to create such amazing images to exceed their expectations in such a way that they can't help but talk about me. 
because now it shifts the focus on how do I swindle my clients? How do I convince them to refer me, aka a referral program or some awkward way that you ask your clients for referrals? And it shifts the focus to you to say, you better damn well exceed expectations. You better do a great job as their photographer. You better be a great person, build a great relationship with them and give them a great experience so that it's remarkable and therefore they are more likely to remark upon it aka refer you. So I like the idea of shifting that focus from being how does my client, how do I get my client to refer me to how can I make it so amazing that they want to refer me. They'll have no choice but to refer me. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Robert, what do you, what's your approach? What's your thoughts around? Absolutely concur with Brian. Um, I think the gifts, you know, that you do give uh, need to be personal and authentic, but it, it is, it's on a case by case basis. Like, yep. You know, you shot someone's wedding, you, you've, you've spent all this intimate time with him, you know, their likes and their dislikes. And you happen to know that the groom likes Irish whiskey, you know, or, or however, but it's like personalizing, like mm-hmm. giving them something that, you know, they will truly appreciate. Yep. Um, because you've learned something about them, you know, you've taken that extra time to pay attention to who they are um, going to address the, I'll just give you an example. And I try to do this in my business as much as possible. Um, the wedding that I just did in London, we've talked about it. So for context, since this podcast doesn't come out right away, I shot the wedding on September 3rd. Today we were recording it's September, September 14th. Now this girl paid me a lot of money to come over to London and shoot her wedding. Um, so when you, you know, regardless of how much they pay me, I still try to have the same attitude, but I acknowledge that she's bringing me a long way and paying me a good sum of money to do so. Um, here's some of the things that I did for her. First off, she mentioned to me that, you know, Robert, we're going on our honeymoon and we're going on safari in Africa. Um, we need a camera suggestion. So um, we talked about it. I suggested to her Sony RX10 III because it has a 24 millimeter to 600 millimeter lens on it. I said, you're going to go out there. You're going to have a better range than probably even some of the guys that bring their 20,500 millimeter 2.8 lenses. Now, you know, it's not the same glass, but it's really an amazing camera. And I'm not just plugging Sony because I'm supposed to. I really love the camera. (laughs) (laughs) It it is a great camera. I'll endorse that 100%. Yeah, it's for what it is. It's the only camera. And again, I'll get off this. It's the only camera that I shot while I traveled in Ireland. I didn't I had all my other work cameras and I carried that camera with me because it was light. It's sharp and it takes amazing pictures. And I had such a range to shoot things that I wanted as I walked around. But so so she said, "Okay, I like it. Uh, She said, will you buy me one? So I bought her the camera. I brought it to her over uh, at the hotel. I mean, where we were, we were in the same hotel for three days and we still didn't have the opportunity to get together. And so she had gone back to her home on Monday. I got in a cab. I took a cab 10 minutes to their house. You know, I didn't want to have to do that. I was done working, but I went to her home. I delivered the camera. I, I spent a half an hour, 45 minutes with them, giving them a lesson, showing them how to use it. Okay, that's just one thing to go above and beyond. And it's a unique situation. But going back to something that we all have to do, uh, I mentioned today is September 14th. The wedding was September 3rd. Her images are already online. And I already designed her album because this is what she wanted me to do and sent her the link yesterday. 
So that's done. And the first time she's going to actually look at the book is in the album because I haven't sent her the gallery link. And then as well as the vendors that I worked with in London, who chances are I'm probably not going to get a whole ton of referrals, but you never know. But I created my vendor gallery. We've talked about this on the show. I sent it off, you know, to all of them. I got their email addresses. It went out to about eight people from the lighting people to the decor people, to the planner, to the florist, to the, and they all have it. And Everyone's happy. So it's those things going above and beyond, you know, the call of duty that I think are going to get you uh, the referrals. Plus, like Brian, I truly agree. You know, I even tell this in my my appointment with my couples is, look, I'm not going to sell you more stuff afterwards, but I'm going to go out and shoot amazing images that you want to purchase them because you can't say no to my photography. Mm. Yep. Yep. So surprise and delight basically is this, yeah. you know, surprise and delight your, your, your clients and they're going to come back either come back for more or refer their friends, family, other people that they know. Right. To you. So that's your guys is both, both advice and strategy. So yep. I like that. Excellent. Okay. So let's talk about, I want to switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about reviews because reviews I think are becoming, you know, I don't know, fairly important part of, you know, how people make buying decisions these days, right? They're going to go online. They're going to look at reviews. So do you guys, what stock do you guys put in reviews? Um, and where do you think reviews work the best for you guys? Like, is there a certain site that you prefer, like Facebook, Google, Yelp, something else? Reviews. I, I don't ask for them. I don't encourage them. Again, I hope that it's uh, an organic and that it's obviously positive that, you know, somebody's going to go online and say something nice about you. And I guess that would be Facebook, but I don't do the whole Yelp thing or any of that. Uh, so you don't solicit a review from a client. It's just, you leave it out there. And if they, if they do it, they do it. If not, you don't pursue I it. I think I just have the attitude that I'm, that the review is going to be nothing but positive. Yes, I'm human and things can happen and we deal with the public, but that is just sort of my attitude that, it, you know, they're going to be nothing but happy. So, um, I don't expect them to write a review for me online um, because I did a good job. And, and to, just to touch on that, I think if you are going to have like reviews and or testimonials from your clients in today's day and age, get it on video mm -hmm. and put video testimonials up there because anybody can write, oh, my client said this and here's the letter that I got. And those things are nice. But, um, you know, again, there's nothing better in today's world than than, you know. 10, 15 second video mm -hmm. of your client giving you a review. So if you want to put those on your site, I think that's a great thing and seek those out and talk to your customers and, you know, do a little, you know, have them just be no more than 20, 30 seconds, have five or six of them if you can do it and, uh, you know, work towards that. Yeah. Brian, what do you think about the reviews, the whole review process? Yeah, I, I for the most part, agree. Um, I, I, I've never made... Um, like online reviews, a big part of my sort of customer experience and in, in terms of asking people for it. Mm -hmm. um, I think, I mean, I've, I've got some and that's great and all that, but I don't, I don't know. I, I'm kind of of the opinion, the reviews in the places like the Google review, the Facebook review, the Yelp, that kind of stuff. I'm not sure really how much weight it's actually going to hold because Usually it's the business owner asking someone for the review. And if it's a bad review, the business owner tries to fight it and have it removed anyways. So you're not really going to get an honest picture of, of what this person's business is. I think having a few there is nice. I think 
the focus, if anything, should be on the Google review because if anyone Googles your name, your um, your your Google like listing, your page is very likely to come up on the right hand side there, and in the little card that it shows, it shows the reviews that you have. So yeah, at I was going to ask, how much does that influence your page ranking, like reviews, having lots yeah. of reviews? Do you think that helps? Um, you know, I'm, I, uh, I have knowledge in SEO. I don't, I don't, um, I don't think anyone really knows the answer. I think it probably doesn't hurt to have reviews there. Um, I think it's probably just this like really small, subtle kind of reminder to see that, you know, five-star rating, a couple people saying something about you versus saying no one's reviewed this photographer yet. You know, it's just, it looks a little bit nicer. It looks a little bit more complete. It's almost like if you did the same thing and didn't have pictures there, they'd be like, oh, that's weird. Like I just searched their name and I see their business over here and they don't have any, any pictures. That's kind of strange. So I, I just think it's like, it's a small, subtle cue that helps influence the decision for them to move forward. I don't think it's going to make or break you. But okay. that, that being said, I totally agree with Robert in doing video. I think video is the best way to get reviews. And, um, and uh, I know the video, we, I have, a, we, we did one for our website and anyone's welcome to do it. It's actually like six years old now. I should update it, eh? Um, anyways, it's, it's old, <laughs> but I basically, I invited my clients over to the studio um, and, and I interviewed them. I put the video camera on and I just sat and had a chat with them asking about the process, what it was like, what they thought, all those kinds of things. And I put it into just one video. So I've got like maybe five different clients in this one video and it's like three minutes long. So it's short, it's concise, it's to the point. And it has a ton of views and a lot of people that, uh, people, a lot of brides and grooms that inquire with me do tell me that they've watched the video and that they enjoyed hearing what people had to say. And I asked them for more things other than, like I asked them to to tell stories or to get into details more than just like, Brian took very pretty pictures for me. I really love my album. He is so nice. You know, it's more than just that. Um, And I think that's important. And that's where you can only do that when you can sit down and have a conversation with somebody as opposed to saying, can you write a review about me? Because what are they going to write? Brian mm-hmm. took great pictures and he was really great with us on our wedding day. Like that doesn't say anything about, about me as a photographer. Right. What did the images mean to you? What was I like to deal with? What was the experience like? What was my service like? Like go into detail and people aren't going to naturally just spill that kind of information unless you encourage it out of them. So I think video is a great way to do it. Very cool. Yeah, I like that. That's a great suggestion. Yeah, it's something we've been thinking about as well. We've been kind of in discussions with a, a video production company here about doing you know, a video of ourselves, you know, working and, and all of that for our website and, and the topic of, you know, interviewing uh, clients has come up. And uh, so it's something we're kind of in the process of looking at right now and possibly doing so very timely. Sweet. Excellent. Any, before we kind of move on and, and wrap this topic up, any final thoughts kind of on, on referrals and reviews that you guys want to share? Hmm. Anything I've missed? I, I I can just dive into like some super quick. Um, you know, I talked earlier about the idea of the onus being on you, the photographer, mm-hmm. um, to to get referrals. And I think um, carrying on that sort of like thread, um, I think a lot of the times, and this is the case in a lot of areas of business, photographers put more emphasis on the photography that maybe we should. <laughs> and, and I don't mean to say that photography is not important because it is important. Mm-hmm. But I think when you look at the big picture and when you start having these conversations about people uh, or, or with people about why they referred or how they heard about you and things like that, 
um, it's often not about the photography. Yeah, um, which I, is interesting. I, I've experienced and I just, the same thing. I, I yeah. think I, I tell a story in one of the articles that I wrote about this, where as a wedding photographer, I can't tell you how many times at the reception I'll have <clears throat> bridesmaids or groomsmen or family or friends, any guests at the wedding, come up and be like, "Oh my gosh, you've just done such a great job today!" Like I, I'm getting married next year. I'd love to get in touch and talk. Or I'm, you know, we've been talking about doing family portraits. Can we book you for a session? Blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Yeah, like let's do it." But then I'm, you know, thinking. You, how did you say I did a great job? You haven't seen the photos yet. <laughs> you haven't seen the like, photos what do you yet, mean? Exactly. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but so they're, they're wanting to book you. They're wanting to refer you, wanting to, to pursue an opportunity with you without ever even having seen your photos yet. Mm-hmm. And that's because it's about more than just the photos. Right. So I think in that, um, what I've found is that it's, largely about you as a person. That's like the biggest piece of the equation in terms of why someone will refer you. It's about you, the person, your your ability to relate, to connect, to build relationships. Um, that's like 50% of the puzzle, 50% of the, of the equation. The other um, part of it, the other bigger part of it is the experience that you give people, um, the journey that you give them, the little things like giving gifts or delivering delight and surprise or exceeding expectations or having these little moments of uh, positive interaction with your business that people weren't expecting to have. Those little things, ways that you exceed expectations, that is what's going to make you more referable than necessarily even your photography. So I think when you look at like, you know, a pie graph of the whole thing, I think your photography is only like 15% of the equation. And everything else is you as a person, your ability to connect and the experience that you give people. So I guess when you look at it in that framework, it shows you where you should really focus um, in having clients and in giving a great experience if you want to make referrals a big part of your business. Very good. Mr. Evans, anything to add in the topic? of? Yeah, no, I mean, just it's along the same lines. I mean, I think personality's always been, I found that, you know, people say I hired you because I liked you. Yes, we liked your work, but Mm -hmm. that always seems to be like the reason they hire you is because they like you as the person and they feel comfortable with you. Mm -hmm. And again, to what Brian said is, you know, if photography is 15% of what you do, Go think about every photographer can probably think, you know, about this, but there, there's someone, you know, we're always looking at people's work and you might look at someone's work and go, my gosh, their photography is terrible, but they're always busy. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, that's your opinion, but th- you know, it, it goes to show you that, you know, that person is doing something, yep. mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. so. Yeah. Excellent. Well, very good advice. And hopefully that will help our audience, you know, think, think maybe a little differently about referrals and uh, reviews and, and, uh, you know, grow their business. So we're going to take a short break, but after the break, we are going to answer a question from one of our listeners. This episode of Twip Weddings is brought to you by FreshBooks. FreshBooks, all new version of their cloud accounting software has been redesigned from the ground up and custom built to transform how freelancers and small business owners deal with their day-to-day paperwork. I think we can probably all agree as wedding photographers that, you know, accounting is one of the, one of our least favorite activities, but uh, FreshBooks has created a super intuitive tool that makes it really easy to create and send professional looking invoices in less than 30 seconds. Uh, There's no formatting, there's no formatting formulas to worry about. Just really simple, clean and professional looking. Um, You can add your own logo, color scheme so that your invoices reflect your brand. 
And when you send out an invoice, FreshBooks can show you if your client has seen it. So no more excuses that the client never got the invoice. Um, you can set up online payments uh, with just a few clicks and get paid up to four days faster. They've got a handy deposit feature. So it allows you to invoice for a payment upfront when you're kicking off a project. So if you're booking a shoot or booking a wedding and you want to take a retainer from a client, super easy. Uh, your clients are going to appreciate being able to pay by credit card right uh, right off the invoice. So it makes it nice and easy on clients. We've talked about customer experience. That's a great customer experience to deliver to your customers. Uh, FreshBooks also, uh, they've revealed uh, some other features to help keep you organized and streamline your, you know, the business side of things as a freelancer, a small business owner. Uh, they've got a redesigned dashboard in the new version. So it's designed to sort of curate and answer the most important question. How is my business doing? Just know at a glance, you know, what do you owe, what's overdue, uh, and whether you're in the red or in the black. Uh, the notification center works as your personal assistant. So it tells you kind of what's changed in your business since your last login and what should be dealt with like overdue invoices. Uh, FreshBook also automates late payment email reminders so you can spend less time chasing clients down for money, which is always great. Uh, you can also take pictures of receipts on your phone using the FreshBooks iOS app. Uh, FreshBooks will also handle your time tracking. So when it comes time to create an invoice, you'll know what you did when you did it. So get ready uh, to experience the simplest way to be more productive and get organized. Most importantly, get paid quickly. So FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to our listeners. To claim it, just go to freshbooks.com weddings and enter weddings in the how did you hear about us section Start your free 30-day trial today. We thank FreshBooks for their support of TWIP Weddings. All right, so we're back and uh, we've got a listener question. So each week we'll choose a listener question to answer on the show. And this week we've got a question from Vincent. And it's a fairly long uh, question. So I'm going to try and boil it down to the salient point. But basically, um, Vincent photographed a wedding. And uh, during the wedding, one of the bridesmaids uh, had her uh, boyfriend there. And so she had asked if, you know, could take a couple of photos of, of her with her boyfriend. And then she approached the photographer afterwards and wanted to see the photos and, and, and purchase the photos. So Vincent's kind of wondering, um, you know, the bride and groom hadn't seen the images yet. Uh, so he, you know, let them know that, you know, uh, they wouldn't be able to see the photos until the bride and groom has seen them, but didn't feel comfortable selling the photos, uh, without checking with the bride and groom. So his question is, you know, where do you stand on this? Should I sell the pictures to the bridesmaid under special terms? Do I need permission of the bride and groom to sell the pictures to this bridesmaid and her boyfriend? Who wants to field this one for I, Vincent? I think he did the right thing. I think the the couple is, you know, your first priority. You are there because of the couple. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think his instinct to say, yeah, you can purchase them once they're released to the couple, um, you know, maybe online or however. Um, that's that's my opinion about it. Yeah. Brian, what do you think? Yes, I think, um, I think your client is the bride and groom. I... I think you should give the the bride and groom the link to the gallery, and if they send it to people and they order prints, that's great. But I would never try and promote it outside of that. Like I'd never go on my Facebook page and be like, "Oh, here's the gallery of all the photos. Anyone that wants to go order some, go ahead and do it." Because like they're, they're private images, so the bride and groom will share it with people they want to share it with. And if they're sharing it with their friends and family, and their friends and family order prints, 
then that's great. But they're only doing so because the bride and groom shared it. So I think, um, you know, if that bridesmaid contacted me, I would just say, hey, you know, got some got some great shots. Get in touch with the bride and groom. They've got the link to the gallery and they can get you all set up with all the details you need to, to order those prints. Yep. So kind of direct things back through yep. the, you know, through the bride and groom. Let yep. them kind of decide whether they want to share that. Because who knows? You never know. They could have had a falling out with that person. Yep. Well, <laughs> from well, the time so, you photographed so it. So or... the other thing that I do um, is, and again, you can do this with a lot of gallery systems. Uh, we do it in Sprout. That's how I do it. But you can do it in a bunch of them. You can make a gallery available before the wedding. And if anyone goes there, they sign up with their email address to be notified when the gallery goes live. Um, so we do that in Sprout and I, I do that with my own business. But I give the link to the gallery to the bride and groom ahead of time. And so I say, mm -hmm. hey, here's the link to where your gallery will live. If you want your guests, your friends, your family to see the photos and to have the opportunity to purchase prints after the wedding, Send them this link if you want, put it on your wedding website, put it on social media if you want. Um, and anyone that goes there now uh, will be able to sign up to be notified of the gallery once it comes available. And so then when the gallery does get published, I'll send an email to all those people automatically saying, hey, that gallery you signed up for is live. Here you go. Go there. Check it out. Order your prints. But again, they're only going there. They're only seeing it because the bride and groom shared it. So it's still all sort of funnels through the bride and groom. Yeah, we did something similar. We would ask the bride and groom first off, you know, are you comfortable if your guests and friends have access to see the gallery? And then we would actually get a card, um, a yep. set of cards printed up before the wedding with the with the gallery link. Mm -hmm. And then it just said, you know, in four to six weeks, visit this link and you'll be able to see the photos. Um, and we did that for, you know, a couple of years. And, you know, it, it was, you know, we'd spend 7500 bucks per wedding to get these things printed out. And, you know, we get 100, 150 of them printed up and, and spread them around. But uh, you know, uh, it didn't lead to a ton of business. So we yeah. eventually kind of just stopped it. It was a lot of work and, and, and whatnot to do it. And we just, it wasn't leading to a whole lot. So we, instead now we just, you know, we share the link to bride and groom and then they can just, they can decide if they want to send it out yep. and go from there. So excellent. So I think Vince, you know, to boil it down. Like I think you did the right thing is, you know, funnel it through the bride and groom, let them make the call. Do you have the rights to sell, you know, the, the photo? I mean, I guess technically you, you, yes, you, you, do. you, yep. you own the copyright, so yep. you have the right, but I think the right thing to do is check with the bride and groom and make exactly. sure that they're, they're cool with it. So I, I think sometimes yeah. just like to clarify that, like what you are legally allowed to do versus yeah. what is right from like a yes. customer experience, customer service standpoint are sometimes two different things. If you're the photographer, if you took the picture, you can sell it to anyone you want. Does that mean that you should? <laughs> Not necessarily. Right. So yeah. that's where that sort of right. line I think is drawn. Yeah. And for communication purposes, Vincent could have said, I'm happy to take this portrait. It'll be included in the gallery yep. with with everything for the bride and groom. And you are going to probably have to wait until that's released. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, yep. that way she knew her expectations were she knew what was going to happen. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Yeah, setting those expectations because we get asked that, too. Right? right. We've had, you know, we're a couple or whatever. We just had one where the bride or the bride, one of the bridesmaids was a sister. They just had a baby. And so they had the, you know, the family was together and it was the kind of their first family photo. And they just, well, we were doing family formals. There was a break and they said, could you take a, just a quick photo of the three of us? We haven't had a family photo yet. So we, you know, we, we obliged and did that for them. Right. But just setting those and, expectations and knowing what the, the full length of the question was, just so the listeners know, there was a comment in there where the groom said he was actually upset that the girl did this. 
So again, what Brian mentioned, yeah, legally you could sell it to her, but you don't know what the effect it's going to have on your couple. So again, I always think it's always good to default to pleasing your couple first because they're the ones paying. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. Excellent. Well, if you have a question like uh, Vincent did, we want to hear from you. So just head on over to thisweekinphoto.com, click on the Contact Us link and choose TWIP Weddings and send us a question and we will try to answer it on a future episode. All right, let's uh, move on. We're almost at the end of the show, but before we reach the end of the show, we have our picks of the week to share. And each episode, we're going to share a photography-related item that we think would benefit wedding photographers. Our picks can be anything as long as they're somehow related to photography or the business of photography. And sometimes, yes, we do stretch it a little bit, but it it works. (laughs) I'm stretching it pretty big time today. Are you stretching it big time this week? Okay. So, Brian, what have you got for us this week? What's your pick? So, okay. Well, okay. Productivity. How's that? If I classify this under productivity, which has to do with business because it makes you more More time efficient, efficient, which saves you money in your business, which means you can buy more cameras, which is related to photography. So that (laughs) is how this pick of the week is related. It's like six degrees of separation from Kevin Bacon. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So this is an app that I uh, just installed on my computer not long ago. It's called Synergy. Um, And what it allows me to do is I've got uh, here in my office, I've got an iMac in front of me. I have a uh, 27-inch screen beside it attached to the iMac. So I've got two screens. Um, But I have my laptop that I kind of use as a floater. I go back and forth at home with it, that kind of thing. And it always kind of sits beside my desk, but I've never really been able to use it because obviously it's a separate computer. So it's just kind of weird to like have my keyboard and mouse for my iMac and then like switch over to my to my laptop and all that stuff. So Synergy, actually, you install it on the main computer, you make it like a server, and then you install it on a secondary computer, and it basically makes it so that you can share your mouse and your keyboard between all three of them. So mm, now okay. it actually turns my laptop to the right of my iMac basically into another monitor. So I can just be working on my main screen, move the mouse over to the right, and it just seamlessly goes now onto my laptop, and I can just keep using the laptop as if I was on the keyboard and stuff, but I don't have to move my mouse and keyboard and stuff around. So that's my like oh. highly techie, nerdy pick of the week that just makes me so happy because now I have another monitor to work with. Very cool. Can I can I add a piggyback yeah, companion totally. pick to that? Do it up. So I have a similar app that you can do the same thing with your iPad. Oh. And it's called Duet. I can have four monitors now. You can have four screens, so <laughs> oh, you can install. Yes. yes. So it basically allows you to use your iPad. So if you if you have an iPad and you have your your Mac, you install Duet on the two devices, and then you can use your iPad as a secondary screen. Oh, that's so you cool. could have you could have Netflix up on your <laughs> or whatever. You know, you could have Wait email. A minute. Now up it's on... not productivity though, yeah. Bruce. Now now well, try, try to make that connection to photography. What if you're watching a photography documentary? <laughs> okay, okay, touche, touche. <laughs> Or how-to video. There we go. Yeah, so, so that's a, a piggyback companion pick. That's awesome. not my pick, but that's a piggyback You could be pick. watching TWIP educational videos. Yes, See, there, there we go. go. See? Yes. Excellent. Hey, should Very we quickly, I know a lot of our listeners, I think like 99% of them, you guys are listening to uh, the podcast, like the audio podcast, right? Through the, the podcast store or through iTunes or Stitcher or however you're listening to us. But yep. um, just like a reminder, right, to our listener, this is like a, a YouTube show as well, right? So if you go yep. to the show notes for the episode, you can actually watch us. So if you want to like see what we're doing and actually like Ooh. keep us there a full screen <laughs> beside you as you edit, because like what could be more exciting possibly than watching us talk, then you can do that too. 
You could watch us on your 50 screens with those new apps See? that you just yeah, learned there you about. Go. <laughs> you could make like Robert on one screen and then Bruce on the other and then me on the other. Like you could just be like, like you're hanging out with us in the room, having a drink together. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Like we're at a just, pub in Ireland. See? Yeah. 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 I just wanted to remind, yeah. remind our listeners because sometimes, you know, if you're at your computer, you can, uh, you can watch it too if you want to yeah. sort of see what we look like too. I know we have one set of listeners, iDynamics. It's a video company in Indiana who I'm friends with and I know they watch oh, us. Oh, cool. Awesome. Well, hello, hello so, to India. Hello, hello. Indiana, not not India, oh, Indiana. 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 Oh, yeah. Okay, it's kind of the same thing, but <laughs> oh, we've just offended everybody in Indiana and India. <laughs> All right, Mr. Uh, Evans, what do you have for us? You have an interesting app. Uh, so mine is uh, something that I actually used while I was abroad. Uh, that I was actually told by my friends in Ireland, uh, Michael and Eddie. It's an app called Maps M E and uh, there are many, you know, obviously navigation and maps apps, but the great thing about this one is that it doesn't use your data. I guess it connects once you, you need data to download it. But uh, being that we were driving around all over Ireland, um, it would give me directions in the car and it wasn't using up my data and costing me thousands of dollars. So Excellent. you have to download the maps to where you are uh, when you go there. But like I just updated it before the show started because I was looking at it for my pick and it wanted me to download my you know local region map. So it did. Yeah, that's great. Even if I mean, even if you're, you know, like here in Canada, we have uh, like our data is fairly expensive. So, you know, there's times when, and they're starting to charge if you go over your data. So um, we're one of the more expensive countries in the world as far as data access. So yeah, it'd be a great app, even if you want to save on your data plans, if you don't have a, a lot of data. So yeah, very cool. And it's called apps. Uh, maps. Maps. Dot, dot M-E. Maps. Dot M-E. Very cool. Well, we'll put a link to that in the show notes for sure. Well, my pick of the week, again, we're recording this in September. This show will go out sometime in November. So by the time this show airs, it's going to be a little bit of an old an old pick. But my pick this week is, I'm holding it up in front of the camera for those that are watching the video, is I have in my little hands the brand new Canon 5D Mark IV. So we were looking to replace one of our bodies at the studio and the 5D Mark IV came along. And so I decided to make the leap and jump onto the 5D Mark IV. And I've shot one event and one wedding with it so far. And uh, so far I've been impressed. The, uh, the image quality is exceptional. Um, it definitely focuses a little bit faster and seems to perform a little bit better in low light situations, which is where we find ourselves as wedding photographers often. So really liking that. I haven't had a chance really to play with any of the video features. It's got, you know, some cool video. It shoots 4K and it'll do, it's got a nice touch screen so you can do, you know, focusing in the back of it. So I haven't had a chance to play with any of that. It finally has Wi-Fi built into it. So now I can do some of the cool things that the Sony guys have been able to do for years is, you know, like send photos from my camera to my phone and share them out. So I haven't had a chance to, to get on that yet, but hopefully soon. Um, so that's my pick of the week is the five Canon 5D Mark IV. Now I'm just waiting for Adobe to update their RAW so that I can start processing my images in Lightroom instead of having to use Canon's, uh, shall we say, less than stellar <laughs> software <laughs> application. <laughs> so that is my pick of the week. 
Well, that brings us sadly to the end of another episode of Twip Weddings. Uh, Brian did have to duck out, so it's just you and you and I left, Robert. But um, of course, we want to uh, thank our sponsors for their support, and we want to remind our audience to send in your questions for the show and share your thoughts by commenting on the blog post for this episode. So, before we bid adieu, what uh, what have you got coming up, Robert? And where can people go to find you? Well. Um, busy next few months. So, uh, by the time you guys listen to this, I will be done, but, uh, I'm off to Arizona to shoot Google Zeitgeist and then off to Utah to shoot something and then, uh, flying to San Francisco to shoot a family portrait, uh, and two New York weddings in October. Uh, very exciting. Good stuff. And, uh, again, if you're looking for me, easy to find me. It's just my name everywhere. More or less. RobertEvans.com is my website. At Robert Evans is my Instagram and Twitter names. And uh, my Facebook would be Robert Evans Studios. Very good. Very good. And if you were looking for Brian, of course, uh, he's the, the the genius behind Sprout Studios. So you can go uh, check that out at GetSproutStudio.com. Um, or you can also follow Brian along. Most of the social networks, he's BCAP photo. So C-A-B-C-A-P-P. H-O-T-O. So BCAP photo. Again, we'll put links in there. Um, I am, uh, I've actually, I'm going to be uh, leading a workshop for Darlene Hildebrandt. Uh, so those who listen to TWIP may know, have heard of Darlene. Um, so she runs photography tours. And last year I went alongside uh, her uh, workshop in Drumheller, Alberta. And this year, because she's going to be in I think she's going to be in Morocco. She's asked me to lead that workshop for her. So I'm actually going to be leading a workshop uh, in nice. Drumheller, Alberta. Uh, it's not till April. So it's, we've got some time, um, but we'll put a link in the show notes. If you're interested in uh, coming up to Southern Alberta, the Badlands, where the dinosaurs used to roam. It's sort of uh, like the, a little bit like the Grand Canyon. It's uh, it's very unique uh, territory. It's where you go from flat prairie to all of a sudden you're kind of like in the Grand Canyon. It's a very cool part. So we're going to go there uh, and do some photography. We get to go, we go to a coal mine. We go to a ghost town at night and do some shooting. So I'm doing that in April. So if you're interested uh, in coming up to the Badlands of Alberta, you can join me for a workshop in Drumheller. So you'll be working in a coal mine? I'll be working in a coal mine. Yeah, it's really cool. Going? Are you going downtown? Going downtown, working in the coal mine. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's a good. It's a good. Uh, it's a good tour. Usually, it's about eight to twelve people come along. Uh, it's a long couple of days because we get up really early to get sunrise, and then we shoot. We do some night photography, and we do some things with light painting. It's a lot of fun. So, I will put a link to uh, to that, and you can uh, sign up if you're interested in joining me. But if you're looking for me otherwise, uh, you can find me over on my website, which is momentsanddigital.com. Uh, or if you're looking for me on most of the social networks, uh, you'll find me. I'm at Bruce Clark with an E at the end of Clark on most of the usual, usual social networks. And uh, of course, be sure to visit our website at thisweekinphoto.com for this show and all the other great shows that are part of the TWIP network. And thank you again for listening to TWIP Weddings, raising the bar one wedding at a time. Mm-hmm.